I was so hell bent on being normal that when I arrived on the University of Wisconsin Whitewater campus, I refused to work with disability services because someone might notice that I had a note taker or that I took my test in a different location. Instead, I thought it would be better to muddle through this on my own. So for example, um Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Finding Your Place podcast, a podcast series made for college students by college students. The voice you just heard at the start is Gina Mazzerbi. Her story is featured in the Getting Help episode of this podcast series, and I think it really highlights the fears that so many students have about getting support for disabilities at college. And I decided that maybe it was worth exploring this issue a little bit further. Now, to be clear, I'm not currently a student with a disability, but when I was given the opportunity to create a podcast episode, it's the first topic I thought of. Why? Well, I believe that this topic needs to have the visibility it deserves. So I set out to get to know the people who offer resources and support students with disabilities. Well, my name is Patty Seacrest. I'm a sign language interpreter at Century College. I'm a staff interpreter. I've been here just under 20 years. Uh, my name is Melissa Traxler. I'm the Director of Access Services here at Century College. Primarily, I meet with uh, any student who's looking to receive accommodations or support services from our office. Sure, the wooden chairs we sat on were a little creaky but the Access Center is actually a really nice place. You walk in there, you feel comfortable, you just have that space where you can do your work and get what you need to get done. But as I talked with Patty and Melissa, I realized that the most important part of the center is probably the attitude that they bring to their work. To me, that was the biggest reason to get into education is I wanted to see people who did not necessarily feel like they were doing well or could do well, find out that they actually could and they could be very successful at whatever they wanted to do. We chatted a bit about anxiety, one of the biggest issues facing college students today. But before I went too far, I wanted to clarify one thing. How does a resource center like this define disability? A disability would be a condition that would impact a major life activity. So for example, um, you'd mentioned anxiety earlier. If anxiety is impacting a student's ability to demonstrate their knowledge in a test or um, to participate in their coursework or be successful here at the college, that would be a major life area that anxiety is affecting. Or if it's affecting their work, that would be another major life area. So that would be the basis of a disability. In terms of documentation to work with our office on an ongoing basis, Uh, I ask students that in their documentation they provide either a DSM-5 diagnosis or an ICD-10 diagnosis. And so that usually qualifies students to work with our office. DSM-V? ICD-10? I have to admit, I had to go back and look up what those meant. In 2013, the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders was published. 
Many diagnoses and conditions were affected by these changes, and in particular... ICD codes represent the only nationally mandated standard defining the patient's health state and the institutional procedures to help improve or maintain that health. If you're getting support for a disability, you probably already know what these are and how to get this information to your disability service center. And then there's a bigger challenge. Once you're aware of your disability and once you're registered to receive an accommodation, how do you talk to your professors about what you need to become successful? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it depend on what the goal would be for the student in sharing that information. Sometimes I've heard students find it helpful to talk with their instructor and disclose their disability. So that can help the instructor kind of tailor how they help with that student and work with that student's individual strengths or challenges. So the instructor can really individualize to that student in helping them. Otherwise, you know, if a student feels shy or doesn't feel like that conversation would be helpful or necessary, when students register with our office, if there's any particular accommodations that they think they'd find helpful, like taking their tests here, they really don't have to disclose much of anything to their instructors at all, actually. Kind of what our process is, is when they'd like accommodations, we send an accommodations letter to the instructor, and it only states what the accommodations are. It doesn't state why the student's working with our office, how they're eligible for office, just the accommodations. And when the student's coordinating to take their tests here, they don't have to disclose any information either, and the instructors are very familiar for the most part with our process, and I think it would just depend on the student's comfort level and how that would be beneficial for the student to disclose their condition or their disability. And we're getting to the sense that people like Melissa and Patty are trying hard not to step between teachers and students but instead to stand behind the decisions that students with disabilities feel like they make for their education. Well, you're absolutely right. I find a lot of my students that are deaf and hard of hearing who choose to advocate for themselves, and then we support that in every way, whatever way we need to. But it's nice to see that because it's a life skill they'll need later. So it became clear to me that the support from disability services was very much in line with all the other expectations of college. Understand yourself, advocate for your needs, push yourself towards your goals, but don't be afraid to ask for the help from good people who are eager to see you reach your goals. I asked Melissa and Patty if they liked the last word for this episode. Melissa had some good practical advice. Just know your resources. A lot of times they'll tell students, you know, even if you don't think you need to utilize accommodations, at least... Uh, ask to know what's available to you because you never know what are your options. So for example, if you're in a class and you're having difficulty keeping up with the instructor and taking notes, that might be something you haven't needed in your other classes, but you can stop and think, oh yeah, when I met with the Access Center, they said that they have this app that I can use that can record and organize my notes for me. Just know what's available to you in case it could be helpful to you at some point. But what Patty said reminded me that the issue of disability accommodations in college isn't just about certain students living with certain conditions and challenges. It's about everybody in the community. It's about the ways we see each other and how all of us in college can use our curiosity to build connections. I would say to anybody, don't be afraid. If you see someone that's different from you, don't shy away, don't avoid them. 
just go up and talk. If there's something that doesn't go right, well, you'll figure it out and change it for the next time. <laughs> That's pretty much it. For Finding Your Place, I'm Kevin Romero. Far out.